Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Why it matters. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is the evening runway. It's time now for Why It Matters. I'm Elliot Danker. Let's talk about the only constant in life. It's got to be change, right? And the world of marketing is going through a tremendous change right now. Of all companies' functions, marketing has perhaps the most to gain from artificial intelligence or AI. Uh, in fact, the McKinsey study found that it is the single business function where it'll have the most financial impact. So this means that if you're a marketer and you're not using AI, you're kind of missing out on a lot of benefits and what possibly could be the most transformational technology. So how will AI marketing work for new business owners in the e-commerce space? Let's find out more from my guests uh, in the studio this afternoon is Kian Thruhi, who is the CEO and co-founder of Needle. Did I get the surname right? You got it right. Oh, well done. Yes. I am impressed. I am impressed. It's not common. It's not easy. Well done. Oh, thank uh, you. Thank you for having me, Elliot. And hello to all the Money FM you know, listeners. Great to be here. First and foremost, I like the name of your company, Needle. Tell us a little bit about it. What kind of services does it provide? So basically what we do is we provide an AI marketer to help young e-commerce brands. And what I mean by young e-commerce brands in like their earliest days, smallest of teams in the home fashion and beauty space yeah. uh, to defy the odds that are against them. And there's a lot of odds that are against brands these days. It's never been easier to start a brand yeah. or a business. You can get it up and running in like a couple of days, but it's actually never been harder to grow because to grow, you have to go and meet your customers on multiple different channels. Of you have course. to transact with them on other platforms, not necessarily your own website. It can be on marketplaces, but it could also be offline. So that creates a lot of data, a lot of tools that you need to go and look at. And that's a lot of decisions to make as a business owner in, the, in, in this world. And on top of that, a lot of the brand owners and business owners are first-time founders themselves. Mm-hmm. I read this mm-hmm. stat where 80% of new brands are founded by a first-time founder. Okay. So they still haven't kind of like figured out like how the business is yeah. going to scale yeah. and what they need to do. So that's where, you know, helping them and empowering them with AI by analyzing the data for them that comes from all of these different sources, right. but then also telling them very specifically, like, here it is, this is what you should do. And lastly, even helping them take those actions, like saying, hey, I recommended an email to you. Here's sure. a draft of that email. This is what we do at Needle. We kind of help you defy those odds that I just outlined right. for you by helping you do the analysis and take action quicker. And all of a sudden, a team of one to two people can do the work of a team of three to four. Mm, So that's where the AI comes in, in terms of uh, very simply put, is to help with the growth aspect. I want to get your perspective of this. A lot of marketers have, for the past three years, been dealing with the fact that we're going into a cookie-less world, especially Mm. e-commerce brands. And then you have the counter to that, which some would say is where key search words come into play. Does AI help to simplify or make sense of all of this? Because it feels like you can't depend on... Everybody's got a mind of their own. They're not mm-hmm. searching the same thing and options are so readily available now. Yeah. Is this where AI can come in to help that company? Absolutely. I think you point out something that's very true. Um, you know, customers have never been so sophisticated. Yeah. And also, as like your colleague earlier on was talking about like the macroeconomic environment... <laughs> 
wallets have never been tighter. Interest yeah. rates have been yeah. at its highest in 40 years. And what that creates is uh, like a lot of challenges for these brands. But if they adopt new technologies, they can actually overcome them. And I can see it being done in, in three ways and using AI in three ways. One is predictive capabilities. Okay. Two, it's prescriptive ones. And three, it's generative. Okay. I'll try to illustrate with an example so okay. that every, you know we can all we can all Perhaps understand. Perhaps a case study that Needle has helped out with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's go with that. So one of our brands sells pickleball. Have you ever played pickleball? I you know, have not. So pickleball is this like racket sport. It's very social. It's okay. very like accessible. Okay, okay. Fun to play. You don't have to be like you know Novak Djokovic to oh, be right. able to play it. So it's like super, <laughs> super uh, accessible. Okay. So they sell like very stylish looking pickleball okay. r- r- rackets. And like one of the things that they needed to improve for their business is retention, which is a number of existing customers who come back and buy right. again from the business. Right. So let me illustrate predictive, prescriptive, and generative through that example. So one of the things that the AI can do is look at data around what has path customers purchased and then predict what kind of products they're likely to come back and purchase Mm, again. That predictive capability, to be honest, has been around for a few years, but when you match it with the other two, which are a little bit more recent and Mm -hmm. nascent, then I think what you can do is, is, is incredible. Prescriptive piece is the AI saying, okay, now that I know this piece of information, there's three or four things that we could do based on this insight. Uh, I could send an email, I can create an ad, I can do something else. But then it can say, you know what, I recommend that you do this very specifically. And okay. all of a sudden, the human just becomes the person calling the shots in, mm-hmm. in, in the middle mm-hmm. of all of this. Okay. And then we go to the last part, which is the generative piece, <laughs> which is you know the AI saying, okay, you went with that email that I recommended that you send with products that are likelier to get them to come back and purchase again from their first purchase. Here's the email. I drafted it. Like it's been, yeah, the HTML is there. I took a first stab at the copy. You can have a look at it. It's just ready to be edited and sent and something that would have taken you four to five hours to do on your own all of a sudden just takes one hour. That is scary. That <laughs> I think it's exciting. Like, I think it's super exciting. So other people I've, I've spoken to with regard to the marketing space always point out retention as one of the main challenges in today's day and age. What are your thoughts on that? I, I think that uh, retention is a challenge for a few different reasons. You know, a few that you've already you, you've already ta- yeah, talked choice. about. But but there's but there's there's opportunity still okay. still uh, th- there, and it's a very important aspect of your brand and ultimately becoming profitable as a business owner because. The challenges are customer acquisition costs are high. Mm. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a lot of noise out there. I read this thing where I think McKinsey had come up with this report that for the average product, yeah. there's 30,000 alternatives for you out there. Yeah. Of course, yeah. it doesn't mean that you go and look at 30,000 different things before sure. buying something, yeah. but it does mean that like it's there. Yeah. And they're also marketing and you have to kind of come out through that noise. So what that translates to is it's expensive to get mm. the customer the first time. Mm-mm-mm. Now... But bringing them back technically, hopefully, should be cheaper, and that's where your profits should come from on on on, on your on, on your business. But that's also challenging because you have to basically get through that noise. Yeah. Uh, but where I see AI and some of these new technologies really playing a vital role to kind of cut through the noise and drive more retention and repeat purchases is through some of the things that we talked about: yeah. predicting who is likely going to come back for a purchase soon. Okay. What kind of product are they actually going to buy? Let me put it forward. 
And then three, like, well, like, what time of the day should I send it on? Is it email? Is it an ad? Yeah. What are they going to respond yeah. to better? And, oh, here's the, the draft of the thing. So I do think, like, the, you know, the brands that are going to harness some of these predictive, prescriptive, generative capabilities of AI are the ones that are going to end up doing more with less in a world where retaining a customer is actually very complex. Quite interesting. So the AI sort of goes through the noise, which is the amount of data that's available and develops some form of a strategy. Does this mean you're looking at multiple marketing strategies per company? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does mean that you have to tailor your marketing to right. multiple different personas and multiple different people. And, so not necessarily tailoring it. to demographics like in the past. You're talking about tailoring to customer profile. Yeah, I think, in, in my opinion, yeah. as personas are no longer about demographics, yeah. age, yeah. socio demographics. I think they're more about use cases. It's like, what am I buying this product for? And that, oh, okay. and that can span okay. across different types of you know people and let me give you an example like one of the the brands that we have is a is a skincare brand okay. that's into anti-aging on paper you would think that the, you know it's going to be a slightly older demographic yeah. and it's very easy to come yeah. up with that segmentation and send it out but actually you know we we saw like the data did an analysis and actually discovered that a lot of their customers and the ones that were coming back and paying more uh, were aged 25 to 30 right they were j- but they were very much into pop culture and they wanted to start taking care of their skin sooner rather than later. Okay. And that's where the AI was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to predict a different kind of targeting mm-hmm. here. Let's go and target people that are a little bit on the on the younger end. And okay. that campaign was actually a very interesting one because once they launched it, I remember the, the needle advised the, to, to launch this tactic to people who are younger and they're mm-hmm. an anti-aging product. Yeah. And they were quite shocked. They're like, this, this doesn't sound like it makes sense. Right. And they did. And when they did, they actually had to shut down the, the, the campaign after a few days. Okay. And at first, we thought it was because it wasn't doing well. But they're like, no, it went too well. And we had to like stop because we ran out of stock. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I, I like how complex this is. And it's, it's very interesting. Um, I guess, you know, the, the traditional ways of marketing are, are over. Do you encounter a problem where people come to Needle, they're talking about advertising strategy, and all they want to do is advertise on social media? But, you know, they really got to expand their scope in in that sense. Is this one of the common challenges that you face, perhaps? I mean, let me phrase it in the way that the brands tend to phrase it to to, to, to us. Like they they will basically come and say, like, where can I find more of like my better customers? Like are the right customer for me? Like where can I find them? And they, they, they care that, you know, potentially about the strategy and the, and the mix, but they actually just care more about the results, which is you found them. Uh, So what, what, what Needle does is a little bit different when you connect your data. And one of the first things that it does is it builds this profile of like, who's my better customer? What do they look like? Where could they potentially come from? And then it goes and, looks at other companies that are similar to yours right. that are going after a similar type of audience selling a, a similar type of product but also another mm. source is looking at channels that are available out there to access customers social media sites mm-hmm. affiliate marketing players other marketplaces and say well your customer that your better customer looks like this type of person you can find them in these other kind of actual places and then say okay go and find them in you know pinterest for example right. we'll say like your, your customer looks like a pinterest customer she's female uh she's into design and, and aesthetics she's in more western meaning markets sure. pinterest is perfect for this wow. why don't you take a stab at it and that's how like you know you can recommend to brands smarter bets ultimately mm. to take and then ultimately all they need to do is 
you know, call the shot, say, I'm, I'm going to take this bet. And, and in some cases, we can help execute as well Very and say, nice. here's the ad on Pinterest. It's, it's ready to go. Wow. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of exciting things and brands can end up, you know, doing a lot more with less these days if yeah. they jump feet first into AI. Smarter tactics and strategy. Uh, Ken, just a, a very quick last question. You guys recently raised 1.2 million US dollars pre-seed funding round. Uh, what are the plans here? What's next for the company? Yeah, we just raised a 1.2 million round in uh, in July. So a few, a few months ago with the view to basically keep improving the product. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we're doing is we're making more and more of our tactics on the platform actionable. So when okay. the AI is recommending a specific tactic saying like, send this email, do this ad campaign on Facebook, do this ad campaign on Google. We're making sure that more often than not, when they press the generate button, like it actually just happens right there. It's like, okay, here's your ad. It's in in Google and all you need to do is just go and review it. If you're happy with it, just hit hit, hit send. A percentage of our tactics are are generative Mm. right now, but the Mm. goal is to make it more generative. And the other things that we're, we're, we're focused on is we're actually doing some tests uh, around microfinancing okay. and short-term like revenue-based loans to companies so that oh. we say like, hey, here's a tactic, mm. but it's going to need, I don't know, 5K, 10K of mm. marketing budget behind it. Uh, do you want us to, to finance it? And mm. one of our investors is Gobel Financial Services, and they have a sub-brand called GB Helios okay. here that uh, focuses specifically on SMEs and all their various different like financing needs. And they've been basically backing us to to test this so we can end up being this place that really helps brands defy the odds by saying here are the tactics the ones that are more yeah, you know likely yeah. to work and when you don't have the money here's the money we believe in you we're going to work side by side with you and make it happen that is so fascinating I've been speaking with Ken Thoroughi who is CEO and co-founder of Needle thank you so much for your time today thanks for having me to listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app that's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.